Thank you, Ozzy. I hope everybody can hear me this morning. Good morning, everyone. Um, Ozzy, you do eat in my time, so please, <laughs> no, I'm joking. Well, it's lovely to be here this morning. Um, I just want to do something a little bit different. Um, first of all, if you feel like to have your camera on, you can have your camera on this morning. Um, I want to try to share the words, but as I feel impressed in my heart to prophesy, then I will uh, prophesy if the Lord allow me uh, to do so this morning. But before we do that, why don't we just, uh, again, greet each other. Um, as uh, Ozzy mentioned, this is a really a time of, of celebration and really the celebration of, of Jesus. So let us just greet one another again. Turn on your camera and just eye to each other for a couple of minutes uh, before we begin uh, with the word. Hello. Good morning. Merry Christmas. Good morning. Morning. Good morning, everyone. Star, you know. Hurrah. <laughs> morning, well, everyone. Morning, everyone. Morning, morning. It's lovely to see all your faces. Um, I'm just going to begin to really open up in prayer and just allow the Lord to, um, to speak to us this morning. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your presence this morning. We thank you, Lord, for being anointing Julian. Uh, with the word Ozzy in terms of really, um, you know, use the, the, um, the coordination and really feeling your presence. And Lord, we thank you for being here this morning. Lord, you know that I cannot speak unless you speak through me. So Lord, I ask you this morning to use my words to speak to myself and to everyone here this morning. I pray also for the anointing to flow. And Lord, lead me as you speak, Father. If you want me to release a prophetic word this morning, use me as a vessel to release that word, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Again, it's lovely to, uh, to be with you again this morning. Um, hmm. I was going to continue on the topic that I was sharing over the last uh, few months in terms of uh, faith. Uh, however, the Lord has different ways and he really impressed on my heart to begin to share on this word this morning and, and, and really uh, as we see uh, things evolving uh, in the world. Um, as we know, we, I was yesterday in a car with my daughter and uh, in the morning I was receiving flash news from Sky News BBC that we actually going, that Boris Johnson was going to create a new tears called tier four uh, because of this new variant of coronavirus uh, the spreading uh, mainly in London and the Southeast. As we were in the, in the car waiting for the news, I was hoping and praying that we will not be putting tier four because I had everything planned for Christmas. You know, uh, you know as, a, as a French guy and my brother who's probably listening will not testify as well. I love to have my French cake for Christmas. So means I got to get those cake in London. So as I was listening to the tier four and then realized that actually they were putting us in tier four, not only I was disappointed for what was taking place, but most importantly, I was very aware that we are beginning to move worldwide in a very different season. And the Lord has really impressed on my heart to share on season. I haven't got much. I've got a few words, but as I go along, as the Lord allow me, I will just release the word and potential prophetic word for us. So 
I want us to begin to turn to the book of Ecclesiastes, uh, chapter 3 from verse 1 to 8. I'm also going to put it on the screen so we can actually uh, read it together. So if we can turn to the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 3 from verse 1 to 8. And if I can actually possibly ask anyone here in the congregation, we have the scripture to put the, either the camera or the audio on it to read it for us. That would be fantastic. So Ecclesiastes chapter 3 from verse 1 to 8, if I can ask anyone to, uh, to read it for us. To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck thou is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to gain and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear, tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silent and a time to speak a time to love and a time to hate. Sorry, I don't see the rest of it. John Mark, can you look? Yeah, a time of war. A time of war I don't see the rest of it. I'm so yeah. sorry, I don't have it here. Thank you. Thank you, Melanie, so much. So this is what Solomon says. So this book was written by the King Solomon, which was David's son. And it was written around 930 before Christ. And that was nearly the time of his death, you know, towards the end of his death. So we know from uh, the books, from the Bible, that Solomon uh, inherited with a tremendous amount of wisdom and wealth. And the favor of the Lord was upon him for many years until he began to turn away from God's ways and beginning to uh, embrace idols uh, embrace different custom and uh, when Solomon run, wrote this book it came to the end of his life and, and really his life he's looking back in his life and what he achieved and what he's done and he's just realized that everything was meaningless you know the vanity and everything accumulated and he was basically going back to the ways of the Lord so as he was writing this book as he was writing the chapter he was reflecting on season and Verse 1 is so important and so key to everything because verse 1 says to everything, there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. This is a very important. Solomon begins with this description of what he's going to talk about. Man, he's making a statement. The first statement is say that to everything, there is a season. So everything that we are going through and was taking place, there is a season. We are in a very different season right now. You know, Ozzy mentioned it about a season, the season that we are. Yes, there's a season where we're celebrating Christmas, but there's also another season that's taking place worldwide, which has really affected us for the last one year and a half. When we look back in December 2019, at the time when the, the virus was spreading in places such as Asia or China, we thought they were just isolated cases. 
when he began to reach out Europe, especially beginning in Italy and Spain and France, then the virus was spreading dramatically. In the UK, we were still thinking that we were well covered in that sense. And then we're beginning to experience, <clears throat> sorry, what has been the lockdown for March. As a matter of fact, for those who read uh, the Daily Mail or any other newspaper, you would find out that at the top of the newspaper is written 270 days, you know, 270 days since the lockdown began that we basically been in a, in a way of being locked down, then out of lockdown for a couple of months, for one or two months, then being put in lockdown. I mean, look in tier one, two, three, there's some form of the lockdown to be anyway. They're much more localized lockdown, but they're still locked down. So from that time, we've been in lockdown. And then yesterday, we heard that now there's an even another level of lockdown, which is called tier four, which unfortunately London and the South East is in. So there is a season and the season that we're in is a very important season. And as Ozzy mentioned earlier, because of God's favor and God's protection, at time we are covered. However, there are people out there, even people close to us, that are actually going through a different type of season where things are not going that well. Um, we share, um, we host a, um, a weekly um, show, online show called Revelation Hour, where we get quite a lot of listeners listening to it. And in that show, we spend the first 10, 15 minutes looking at the Christian news and kind of discussing it briefly. And to our surprise yesterday, we heard one of a pastor uh, from a Catholic church contracted a COVID and the day after he, he killed himself. He literally killed himself. So this new season that we hear bring different dynamic for different people in essence. But the Bible also says here that there's a time for every purpose in heaven. Now, when we look at time here, vary the definition of time in a nutshell, is really what the dictionary says this. Time is a part of the measuring system used to sequence events to compare the direction of events and the interval between them and to quantify rates of change, such as the motion of objects. Now, looking from the Bible perspective, the Old Testament concept of time in Hebrew is the word et, et, which can mean a linear time, but more often is associated to special events, which is also translated uh, with the word keros in Greek. Now, the Greek word for times is chronos, which we use it for other words such as chronology and, and so on as well. But what he says is referred to the general time frame of events in God's plan. While the word season means fixed, appointed, or special occasion. So as we look at this portion of scripture in the book of Ecclesiastes from first three, uh, chapter 3 from verse 1 to 8, we see that Solomon listed 14 opposites. As we see a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn 
and a time to dance, a time to cast away stone and a time to gather stone, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to gain and a time to lose. As we look at all this description from verse 1, all the, from verse 2, all the way to verse 8, we see that these are 14 opposites. Now, in biblical speaking, seven mean completion. We know that God, from the creation and the day of rest, it took seven days. Everything was complete in that, in that moment. For those for scholars or in some prophecies, know also that when the Antichrist would come and rule on this earth, he will rule for a period of seven years before Jesus returned with his sent. So there is an element of completion here. So what Solomon is giving, and this is not a random kind of season that Solomon is picking. Specifically pick, pick the season, which is actually season that we experiencing on a daily basis here. Or a seasonal, as we say So, look at verse 2, for example. He says this, a time to be born and a time to die. This is a very important one because what we need to understand is that there are seasons which are outside our control. There are seasons that we cannot control. And that's one of the things. And we cannot control our birth. Our birth is really outside of our control. How we're born, where we're born, in which family we're born, we cannot control that. It's very interesting because as I was reading the scripture, it reminded me of something that happened uh, a year and a half ago. My son is seven, going on to be eight, but at the time he was six and a half. Um, we were at the dinner table and, and we're having a bit of a, of a banter with each other. And, and I think one of us says something to Alexander and he got upset. And what he said, he said something which is, you know, at the time was very funny. But the seriousness he was, he said, you know, I don't want to live here anymore. You know, I don't want you to be my family. I'm going to live with Uncle Olu and Auntie Tola. So as he said that, we cracked up laughing. We, you know, it's six and a half year old. We, we laugh. But what was interesting is that he actually came out of the dinner table, went upstairs, packed up his little uh, uh, Paw Patrol bag, you know, put whatever he wanted to put here. And we kind of stay joking, went through the door, went at the dinner table, and we start to hear, to hear the door. The, the, I don't know, he managed to get the keys, start to open the doors, and he actually stepped out of the house. And when we realized that he was really serious, we took him inside and we begin to explain to him that there's certain things that he cannot do and you can't choose your family. And this is what we're saying. This is season, we cannot choose where we're born. We cannot choose how we're born. We cannot choose which family we're born. Also concerning death, we cannot prevent it. And I know many scientists, many people have been trying to prevent the aspect of death. As far as it's concerned, we cannot prevent it. Hebrew 9.27 says this, and I'm showing this. And as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this, the judgment. So we cannot prevent that. We can affect, our decision can affect how we die. For example, um, how we live our life health-wise can affect whether we will die prematurely or not. Or accident can happen. But most importantly, those are the two aspects 
in a season that we cannot control in that sense. Verse 2 to 8, he goes and says this. He speak of a time to love and a time to mourn. He speak of dance and he speak of sowing and speak of reaping. He speak of embracing, speak of keep. Every season is different. And I repeat that. Every season is different. Each one of us here this morning are going through a different season. My season is very different than your season. And all those seasons are also necessary. And I repeat, every season is different, but every season is necessary. And that is very important. You know, when we look at God's great design to this earth in relation to seasons, we experience wet and dry seasons. We, in France, I remember, we used to experience the four typical type of season winter spring summer and fall and during those seasons there will be season where we will be out gathering and there will be season where we'll be in indoors because of you see that based on the season based on the weather will be inside and those seasons where we see creation moving through season each years and ourselves we are moving through the season each years and Ecclesiastes, what he speaks of, he affirmed two important things to us to remember. Number one, the things we go through in life are not in vain. That is very important. Everything that we go in life today, we've been going through life yesterday or different season, are not in vain. And number two, our situation will not last forever. It's a season. As the winter give way to spring and spring give way to the summer and summer give way to the fall. Each season we give way to the next one. And as I'm speaking right now about this season won't last forever. I want to mention this. There is a few people here this morning who feel that the season may not last. But I'm here to tell you this. Your season will not last forever. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. And there is a light and you've got to hold on to that light. That little hope, you've got to hold on to it. Because a season never lasts forever. As I'm praying and I'm speaking, um, Olivier, if you hear, I saw light. I saw light at the tunnel and I saw you holding on, holding on to what you've got. But I'm telling you and I'm sensing you to tell you this this morning. That the Lord wants you to hold on to him. Not to hold on what is aside or what is what you've got in your hand. But it will, we want you to hold on to him. And I'm telling you to tell you that your situation is about to change. Your situation is about to change. Hold on to him. For it's about to change your situation. You know, and uh, we've been in many different situations. I've experienced so many types of seasons. I experienced a hardship and I experienced joy as well. 
But I, what I always remember is during those time of hardship, God always been there. You know, the Bible really said that it will never leave you and never forsake us. And that is the truth. The reality is this. Life gets hard and it's hard. And right now, we are in a situation where for many of us, it's a very, very difficult situation. Because we are talking about a tier four, which is affect not only our lives. And I was joking when I was talking about the cakes at the beginning. The reality is that people are losing their jobs. There are businesses that are closing down. When you go out there, you find out that a lot of offices are closed down. Office too late, office to sell, because the situation is hard. And for many people, they seem that there is no hope. And I believe that what God is doing at the moment is raising a generation of Christians that will be able to bring hope to those who feel there is no hope. God is preparing us in this season. So believers, whatever you are, whatever you are experiencing, remember this. There is light at the end of the tunnel. Whatever you be praying for and whatever season you are in at the moment, it will not last forever. You see, with every crisis come a choice. With every crisis come a choice. You either resist it or you accept it. You either respond in fear or you actually responding in faith. And I want to give this word to somebody to begin to respond in faith instead of respond in fear when you're going through this season, which is very difficult season. You either say yes or you either say no. I remember back in a year when everything started crumbling down from a financial perspective and I lost my job. My first reaction was fear. My first response to that season was fear. And fear is a natural feeling based on the, basically fear can be used in a good way. But when it comes to situation as season, and especially as a believers that who we are, faith, it has to be the answer during a season. Because fear bring more trouble. You know, Matthew 6, 24, 25 says this. Do not worry about a thing. Do not worry what you're going to eat tomorrow, what clothes you're going to wear tomorrow. Do you know why he says that? Because worrying is not going to change anything. And I did not realize that until a year or two years later that my worry were not changing anything. They were actually making things worse. So I had to change. I have to change my mindset and my perspective in a season I was going through. I could not control the decision made from outside sources by just removing me from a position which will affect my job, my finances, my mental strength. But what I could change is how I think and how I process and how I go through the season. So if it is you this morning, respond in faith. Instead of responding in fear. And it's not easy. It is not easy to respond in faith in a situation when you feel that there is no hope. But believe me, there is hope. 
there is also an appointing time for every season. It's very interesting here as we look through the scripture, especially when we look uh, Ecclesiastes 3.8, it says this, a time to love and a time to hate and a time of war and a time of peace. Now, when you look at the Bible said about a time of war and a time of peace, or when he said a time to kill and a time to heal, when he says about the scripture, the Bible clearly said that we should not kill. The Bible said that we shouldn't kill and it's evil is a crime to kill. But then the season that it is, if it's a time of war, when you are defending your country, we have many, um, many Christian, um, many soldiers who are Christian. And sometimes a lot of them have to go through on the front line. Now, you may ask you this question, that is the season they're in. That season where it's war and it's either killed or be killed. So as a Christian, when you are the front line, your season, and as here Solomon really speaking, those are times when killing to defend your country or to defend your life is that season. However, you can't use that season of killing to put it in another season where it is not the season for it. What I'm trying to say is this. There is an appointed time for every season. You can't go to a funeral and start dancing and laughing when everybody is in a, in a different season, a different time when they are mourning. So every season here has a very appointing time. And what we need to understand is God will appoint the season and the time. Some seasons are governed by revelation and truth. In God's kingdom, some of the season, in order for you to step into a new season, you got to have the revelation and the truth have to be in you through the word or through, through the words. Now, I am speaking here very clearly. When it comes to season, for example, in your marriage and there is trouble, there is real trouble and the marriage is on a rock and you don't know what to do. Sometimes revelation from God and the truth about communication, about spending more time together, about just learning to know each other's need or resolving conflict together or even with a council, bring a certain revelation. And sometimes it is the attitudes change that bring revelation and truth and allow you to step to a new season. And God is very good at doing this. Sometimes God's use season to deal with us. Sometimes God wants to prune us. He wants to make us better. He wants to make us more fruitful. And in that sense, he will use certain season to teach us this. And until we get and understand the revelation, we, it will be very difficult to move to the next season. So whatever season we are, whatever season you are at the moment, the first thing that you need to do is to look for what God is doing in that season. Ozzy, I believe God is doing a tremendous work inside. You may not feel it at times, 
You may feel it hard at times, but there's a season of pruning and also season of positioning at the moment. God wants you, Ozzy, to be, I would say, to be such, what, what's the word? Yes, that's what the Lord said to me. He wants you to be like Abraham was with him. Friends. So there is something that God is doing at the moment with you. Once that one is done, you will see, I see three, four doors open for you. I see doors open for you. And I see that you will have the choice, whatever doors you will go in, God will bless you on the way to that door. Ozzy, the time of rejoices is coming. The time of rejoices is coming. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. See, season are part of our life as the natural season. As I said, season also help us to mature. As you grow, as you step into season, you're becoming more mature. Your faith level is increasing. You're now going to places where you know God is going to move. You understand the season that you're in and you move through the season. One of the characters of the Bible that I really love, you know, when it comes to season was Joseph. You can learn so much from Joseph. Joseph was a young man at the time. He received tremendous prophetic vision, dreams of his future. And his future was bright, very bright. To such an extent that in his future, God was showing him that it would be ruling over his father and over his brothers. Now, the problem that Joseph was facing as a young teenager in those days was arrogance. You know, some of our teens, sometimes they go to school and they think that they know everything. They got it all figured out. And in that sense, Joseph would go and boast you know, to his brothers and to his fathers about the dreams that he was receiving to a, such a point that his brothers became so angry and so upset with him that they basically, one of them wanted to kill him, but basically they sold him. They sold him and he ended up in Egypt and by different situation, it has to begin to grow and it has to begin to mature and it has to begin to change. If you look at Joseph's life, each season passing, despite the fact that each season was like it was going away from the vision that he had, in that sense, actually God was bringing him closer and closer and closer to the vision that was given to him when he was always young. And I believe that word is for many of us this morning. God has specifically spoken to us about different words. And as we're going through the different season, it looks like that we are going away for what God has spoken to us previously. But what God is doing is bringing us each time closer to the mandate, to the vision, to the purpose that he has given us. And I want to encourage you with that. Peter, I have a word for you. As I'm praying and as I'm 
sharing the word, I'm really sensing to tell you this. Do not fear. Do not fear. For whatever God is doing with you at the moment, there is a greater plan ahead. Every time you've been moving from places to places in relation to the work situation, God is bringing you closer and closer to his great purpose. You are going to find a place. And you are going to find a place and you are going to establish this place, not only as a place of work, but it's also going to be a place where people are going to come and they're going to seek advice. They're going to seek counsel. And God's going to impart you with the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, so you can bring hope to those people. So do not be afraid that people say, tomorrow we got to close this dance or we got to close this dance. God has a great plan for you, you and your family. And as you grow closer to it, as you move closer, every time that you're moving from place, what God is doing is moving you closer to the destination. To the destination. Esther, I have to go through a time of preparation. She has to go through this time of preparation and time of training before she was able to fulfill a position. She was able to fulfill the purpose that she was born for. A beautiful young woman end up be the queen. In that sense. But she was queen because she needed to be in a position in order to save Israel. Let me tell you something. Despite the word looking at the season, which for many seem a season that is not going to end, I heard people saying, when this is going to end? When is the lockdown going to end? By the time we get to 2021, is it going to be a tier 6 or a tier 7? Where this is going to end. There has been many discussion, many people in relation to the vaccine, hoping that the vaccine will bring everything to normality. Other people, many discussion saying that the vaccine, we should not be taking it because of what it represents, not only what it represents, what is inside, also because we don't know what is inside. There are many that discuss it that we enter a season where the new world order is going to impose the vaccine on everyone eventually. Despite all the different seasons that's going through the world, God is building a generation of Christians that will be ready to bring hope for the next season to come. We spent a year, over a year in the lockdown. And during that time of year, I believe many of us reconnected with God in a way that we never done it before. I believe many of us heard so vision, heard word of God speaking to us clearly. But I see this, that the season that we're going to enter in 2021 for the Christians will be a season of fulfillment. Now, when I say fulfillment, many people are always thinking finances and so on. That's not what I'm referring to. I'm referring where the spirit of the Lord will fall upon us and the power of the Lord will allow us to begin to bring hope to the nations. Started in Medway, where we are. 
God is going to use you in your area, in your sphere of area, in your sphere, whatever you are, to bring hope. Now, the power of God will be manifested through you. You are going to experience tremendous anointing when it comes to the prophetic word. Tremendous anointing when it comes to the word of knowledge. Tremendous anointing when it comes to the word of wisdom. Tremendous anointing when it comes from gift of feelings. Some of you are going to lay hand on people that are suffering from the COVID-19 and they will recover miraculously. So God can show himself. His glory can be shown. Others are going to bring people to know Christ and to receive Christ as the Lord and Savior through the word of knowledge, through the prophetic word, through the word of wisdom. Some of you are going to experience the miracles of power. And I tell you this, the miracle of power is things that you never see. People that can't see, people that actually go uh, lamb missing. You're going to see a complete reconstructions of the limb and on the eyes people seeing. And you say, you're going to look at it and you're going to be so shocked. The miracle that we've seen in the book of Acts, God is going to release it. Because that time, that season that we're in is about to end. That season of preparation, that season of training, that season of initiation is about to end. We're about to enter a season of fulfillment. As we begin to pray more, as we begin to seek God more, as we begin to ask you more, he's going to release it. Paul says this, desire the gift of the spirit. And I'm telling you, we need to begin to pray into the gift. We need to begin to pray into the gift. Not because we want to be more spiritual, but because we need to bring hope to a nation who has lost hope. Yesterday, I said to you, the guy from church, a Catholic pastor, he, he has his own church. He wrote his own church, commit suicide. It should not happen. As a born-again Christian, that should not happen. But it's happening. People are dying for the coronavirus. People are killing themselves because of the fear of this disease. People are killing themselves because they have lost everything. All their life loot. Their jobs, everything. No, the government can't see that. Because the government is focused on containing the virus. But by containing this virus, it affects many of us. But God is saying to tell you this morning that he has, he's going to use us, use us to bring hope. It's about hope. It's about salvation. It's about bringing the word of God to a nation where lost the word of God. I feel this morning, to really pray and, and ask those who are here this morning that want to have this release of the anointing to begin to raise their hands. Begin to raise your hands. As we're going to pray, begin to raise your hand. If you want to receive what God is giving us, what God is giving us, raise your hand right now in, in a state of surrender and just say yes to him. Just say yes to him. Surrender yourself to him. Surrender to what he has in store for you. I am telling you. I am telling you. For some of you, this pruning process 
is a preparation to be fruitful in a way that when people look at you, they would be using you as a mentor. You got to be mentored to many young people out there. Those of you who are working in, in care facilities or, or with uh, difficult children or on difficult children or whatever, God is going to use you. Chanel, I don't know why your name just came to me, but as I'm, as I'm talking about this, this, this mentorship side, I see you. I see you mentoring many young people. And I know that you're, you're already doing this work, but there's a specifically type of people that God is going to bring to you from the year 2021. And he wants you to begin to dwell into the word of God. He wants you to begin to know him even more than you, you know him now. Because those people that you are going, those people that God is bringing to you, they are going to be very instrumental in the kingdom of God. And for that, you need to be ready, prepare and in tune with what the spirit of the Lord is saying to you. Lynette, the job that God is giving you, this is just the first step of seven steps that I see. I see seven steps. You are now stepping up to the first step that what God is going to do with you. There are six more steps. And as you go every step, there will be some challenges in the way. But the Lord said, do not be afraid because I will overcome this. Even though there may be challenges around you, it will not touch you because I will protect you. I will guide you and I will show you each step of the way so you can fulfill the mandate that God has placed upon you. And I said to you, the printing process is important. It is necessary for what God is about to do tomorrow. There's someone here in a congregation that feel like to give up. I don't know what it is, but I feel like to give up or something. Something. I want to tell you this thing. Recognize the season you're in and look for what God is doing at the moment. God is doing a work in you at the moment. And even at times, you feel like that you are going to give up everything. Know the timing. And I spoke about a time and a season appointed, particularly. Know the timing. I'm not telling you not to give up. I'm telling you to begin to engage with God. You know, sometimes those prayers that, that we, we are doing when we're in our secret place, we're here and we're bringing those lovely words of, you know, this... this fantastic word some you know my wife once she pray there's power she can pray some some prayers man i could never pray the, the way the way she used the eloquent word and the way she bringing it from the heart sometimes me pray is just very simple he said lord help me very simple because i don't have the words i don't have those words to say you know lord manifestation now why i love you know peter love the prayer Peter, your praise God is an amazing. And God telling me to tell you, he loves your praises. So if people telling you, you pray for too long, don't worry. 
Those are praises and a sweet aroma to the Lord. I can't pray like you pray. So for some of us, God's words, very simple. Lord, help me. Lord, I'm in trouble. Lord, I need your help. Lord, what can I do? Be honest. And God wants you to be honest. That is a word for someone. He wants you to be honest with him. Of course, he knows everything about you, but he wants you to be honest. My time is up. Let's raise our hands. Father, we just thank you this morning for your words, for releasing this word into us. And Lord, as we're preparing to celebrate your birth and also entering into 2021, Lord, I pray for those that are prophesy and I pray for those that listen to the word this morning. Lord, at the season that we're in, Father, this season of fulfillment, Father, will come to pass. I pray in the name of Jesus that you will have your hand upon each one of us this morning, Father. Lord, continue to open our spiritual eyes so we can see what you're showing us. Give us spiritual ears so we can hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to us. And give us a spiritual mind so we can comprehend the things of the Spirit. Lord, we thank you so much, so much for the love that you pour out toward us. And we continue to pray blessing, favor, grace upon each one of us in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, everyone. Over to you, Ozzy.